Hello, and welcome back to the Pennsylvania Chamber's All Business Podcast, featuring the passion, vision, and unique talents of Pennsylvania's entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives. And now, here's Lori Rennie. Thanks for joining us for the Pennsylvania Chamber's All Business Podcast. Today's podcast is part one of a two-part series that we are conducting with Harrisburg University of Science and Technology. There is so much going on right now at HU that we have to break this one up into two segments. For those of you who haven't heard of Harrisburg University before, a brief introduction. Harrisburg University is a private urban educational institution that provides competencies that encourage the success navigation of the STEM careers by all students and is dedicated to addressing the technological and scientific requirements of a 21st century workforce. Today, we have the pleasure of sitting down with Ryan Korn, Director of Secondary Services, Programs, and Partnerships with the University. Ryan focuses on providing secondary school students with the opportunity to engage in STEM-related curriculum and activities through Harrisburg University's dual enrollment program, early college program, and summer exploration camps. Welcome to the Chamber, Ryan. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for joining us. So, you know, we hear all about STEM. You know, everything's about STEM these days, and so many of us automatically think of engineering, science, etc. But STEM is so much more than that, and it's present in so many job opportunities. I think even some that we don't, we wouldn't think of, you know, not just traditional engineers or a scientist in a lab. And some of that, you know, you guys are really exploring and diving deeper into. So tell us a little bit more about where you're seeing STEM and some of these prevalent job opportunities that are out there. Absolutely, yeah. So we've been expanding our undergraduate programs, graduate programs, and even including some new PhD programs to address what STEM really is because the field is so much wider, as you said, than what people typically know. So this includes analytics, advanced manufacturing, biotechnology, uh, as well as computer science and environmental science, your biology and forensics, but then they get into other fields like geospatial technology, information systems, um, management and entrepreneurship is also included in STEM, which is very different, but then it's also the overlap amongst those. So we have students in our advanced manufacturing program working with students in our environmental science program in our aquaponics lab because in industry, they might be working together on projects bringing bringing in their own expertise. And it's really just taking those critical skills and being able to implement them into a series of different roles, different jobs, different opportunities. Absolutely. Fantastic, and you know, your role at HU is to get kids from grade school through high school engaged in STEM-related activities. Tell us a little bit more about that. And it's, it's unconventional. I just wanted to add that. It's a little bit unconventional how you're doing this. So tell us about that outreach. So we have a couple different programs um, that we work with, and we've been expanding our team as well. So uh, we have our college and the high school programs, which is a non-traditional dual enrollment method where we're actually vetting and interviewing teachers at the high school to become adjunct of what we call corporate faculty, therefore allowing their classrooms to turn into a Harrisburg University classroom at the high school. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, this fall we launched uh, 40 high schools, over 170 courses, and we ended up with over 600 students enrolled, so it went really well. Um, we're gonna continue to expand that. We have additional um, school districts that we're partnering with, uh, which is what I'm doing right now um, through the winter as well as we have traditional dual enrollment where we still do have some students come down to the campus and take courses with us alongside our undergraduate students. I also have an early college program where we have students that are 
still technically in high school, but they are full-time at the university. Wow. Um, I know we talked about it before. These are the uh, the Doogie Housers right. um, of our programs. Uh, and I know we're going to go back into that a little bit more later. And then as well as we have our summer exploration camps. And we brought on a new person, Shani Shallis, who is our STEM programs coordinator to help with that. Uh, reason being is uh, year one, we had 82 students in camps. Then we went to 280. And this past summer, we served 1,176 students. That's amazing. So, yeah, with what the expansion. Do, what, is that, what do you attribute all that growth to? I mean, to have a camp with that many kids involved, that's that's just, you know, um, that's fantastic. And it's to learn STEM stuff. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with our faculty. I mean, we have faculty who are willing to design and run summer camps for elementary, middle, and high school students. And to, to have that kind of support from the faculty is amazing. And they design, you know, video game design camps, esports, biotechnology, drones. And they come out and they come in excited to teach these kids and get them to know what's going on. And it sells itself then. Well, and you, you said when we first met, you said, look, kids are driven by their mind. Mm -hmm. And that's really prevalent when you talk about the number that want to be in a camp. Absolutely. to learn more about it. So talk a little bit about that whole philosophy. Kids are driven by their mind. Well, they want hands-on experiences. You know, kids are palpable and they need to be able to touch it in order for it to be real. Yeah. So giving them the controller to a drone, um, putting them in a high-performance computer lab and having them build cloud spaces, working in our biotech labs with equipment they have never seen before, or even myself or most adults haven't seen. Yeah. Um, you know, helping them to design video games with software they've never seen before, working with our VR equipment. I mean, all of it's about getting them to touch and see and feel and find out what they like, but also what they don't like. Yeah. So that they don't end up going to college for four years and finding out they don't like working in a lab. And what's great about kids is they're not afraid to experiment with this stuff. Like they're not afraid they're going to break the control or they're going to, you know, mess up, you know, the virtual reality, whatever things that they use. I'm not, I'm, I am not technical with all this new yeah. stuff, but they're not afraid of it. No, they they're not afraid at all. They just dive in and they're like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Not afraid at all. They're, and because of the generations coming, the younger the students are, the, even the more apt and able they are to pick up these different technologies and within a day start running with them. That's amazing. And you know, you, you talked about Doogie Hauser, you know, or early learners for those listeners who don't remember who Doogie is. Sadly, you know, at my age, I, I do know who Doogie Hauser is. But there's a lot of benefits to early enrollment. And you're reaching kids in rural areas, pockets where they wouldn't normally have an opportunity for dual enrollment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have programs that stretch from Grove City to Philadelphia Philadelphia, and everywhere in between. Yeah. Um, and then the early college program, we have about 15 or 16 students now that um, are full-time at the university, as young as 14 years old, who are testing through calculus, who just oh need the education gosh. system to get out of the way and let them run. And so we work with our partners to allow these students to come in here and do that. They get a great scholarship as well. Um, and like I said, you know, we have a young lady who's graduating this May at 18 years old with her bachelor's. That's just amazing. It's, and I love how you said that we just let them run. So you don't put impediments in their way to say, oh, well, you've got to complete a couple more core courses before you can go here. You just let them go there. Yeah, the students that are ready, I and mean, we don't look at the age as the readiness as much as their ability to handle the academic work. So yeah, we have them do a couple assessments and we interview sure. them and get to know them, make sure they have the emotional maturity to handle being on a college campus as well. Um, but if that's all said and done, there's no reason that we should get in the way. That's fantastic. And now we're going to go into a little different area. You know, Harrisburg University is now being known for esports, and you've incorporated esports as a track, as a learning track. You know, this is almost every parent's nightmare, right? You know, because video games 
but it's a huge market. And the one thing I loved when I met with you, um, you said that video games are one of the most solidifying things that kids do. Talk to our listeners about that. So I go to a lot of different schools and present to students about Harrisburg University and talk about our programs. And I'll usually ask the crowd who wants to work in computer science and who wants to work, you know, in a hospital. And you get different students raising their hands in different pockets of, of students. But if you ask about who plays games, whether it's on their phone or on a PC or on a console, 95% of the room is raising their hand. Yeah. It's completely solidifying from the students that are three-sport athletes to students that are in their art club. They're still also going at home at night and playing Fortnite together or whatever right. it might be. It unifies them all. It does. It's uh, a common denominator that they can all talk about and work together on. Yeah. With our thousand undergrads we have, we have over 100 students in our esports club alone, and that's not including the team. Wow. And with esports, you and I also talked about the opportunity for careers in esports. I mean, you and I had a big talk about the marketing opportunities. You know, I never would have thought about marketing yeah. on an esports platform because they're going to have pop ups, you know, for a brand name, sports drink, or other things like that. And that's a whole other new area of exploration for careers. Yeah, actually, recent data just showed that in the last six months, the esports industry has grown over 180% as far as job opportunities. Wow. And so we are actually launching our esports management undergraduate degree program. Amazing. Um, that's specifically going to target that, as well as our other degree programs that do, because we have students that come in that might not be a professional athlete as far as esports, not make it to that level, but they want to be involved. They want to, you know, be there to help set up tournaments or run a league or be on the marketing team and still want to be involved with companies like Riot and Blizzard and, you know, and so this is an opportunity for them to do that. It's the new sports marketing degree. Yes. And, yes, and with 180% growth, I mean, that's one of the coolest things about Harrisburg U. 92% of your graduates land a job in their field, yep. in their field of study. Yeah, it's 92% land a job in their field of study or if they're going on to med or grad school. I mean, that's, that's every parent's dream. So how do you continue to prepare kids for jobs? And how do you continue to develop this curriculum that is so employer-driven and not just employer-driven, but you all have a really good handle on future jobs and what's coming up and where we're going to need talent 10 years from now. Talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, the biggest piece is our corporate partnerships. We include them in our educational process so that they're giving us feedback immediately on if our academic programs are up to date, if the equipment we're using is up to date, if our students are coming out, getting employed by them, and are ready. And if yeah. they're not, what do we need to add to that? So that's that employee-driven curriculum. But we also keep our, you know, a good hold on what's going on in industry by constantly having them included in this process. So we know, you know, what mergers are happening, what markets are developing, what what's happening in the corporate world, which is what we need to worry about. We need to let them dictate to us what's going to be taught and how we prepare our students. The other piece is our highly qualified staff. You know, we have amazing faculty, and many of them we call them corporate faculty, who are our ad, our adjunct faculty because they're coming from the corporate world. They're coming in and teaching in the morning and then going to go work at Deloitte or wherever it might be. Yeah. And then our full-time faculty are amazing. Um, and they're really invested in this kind of school and what we're doing. And that investment comes through in their teaching and how they're preparing students. 
the other piece that we have that we're big with is our internships and externships. We actually mandate that students get an internship, and so with that mandate, we have staff that literally help them get these internships that are in their field, so that when they're leaving, they can say, "Yeah, I have a year of experience." That's fantastic. Our geospatial students have an actual lab that they work in for multiple years. Some of them walking out with two or three years of industry experience working on actual paid projects with DCNR and different contracts with government agencies. It's just astounding. You know, it's a really a business-driven education model, yes. which is, you know, again, you can see the payoff there. They're getting jobs in that field. You're giving them that experience. You know, we see this a lot where entry-level position, but you need to have five years of experience. Well, your kids can say, yeah, okay, I do. Yeah. I got that. Fantastic. And you guys are expanding. Harrisburg yes. University is expanding. Tell us more about that. So we have a new 19-story high-rise. It's going up at 3rd and Chestnut. Construction's underway right now. Um, it's going to house our health science program as well as our advanced manufacturing program. So the health sciences, including our RN to BSN, which is expanding into other undergraduate programs that we're going to have in uh, collaboration with UPMC Pinnacle, Geisinger, and Select Medical. And then our advanced manufacturing is going to have uh, 13,000 square feet of different lab space for the students to have hands-on experience um, based fr from our sponsored companies that are working with us. That's amazing. Ryan, I cannot thank you enough for coming to talk to us about HU and what you're doing to engage kids, especially in that younger years, that exposure to STEM careers and all the opportunities that they present for them for their future. And to learn more about Harrisburg University, you can visit their website at https harrisburgu.edu. That's harrisburgu.edu. And be sure to tune in next month when we sit down with Rubina Azizdin, Director of STEM Up, which provides women in STEM real-world strategies, relationships, and a strong community that supports their ability to flourish, prosper, and advance both personally and in their pro professional careers. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the All Business Podcast from the Pennsylvania Chamber. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out more about us and our members on our website at pachamber.org. We'll see you next time. This program is produced by the Pennsylvania Chamber in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, USA. Copyright 2020.